Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable with your host, Mindy Harley. Warning, listening to this podcast might cause you to shatter your limited beliefs, recognize your potential and motivate you to be the best you can be. Other side effects may include, but not limited, to grabbing life by the balls, taking no crap from anyone, becoming an unstoppable force at various aha moments to get you thinking outside the box. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. I am really excited about this one, mainly as a former pro fitness competitor. Uh, I consider myself a former uh, competitor still, as I do not have any plans to step on stage in the future. But as a competitor, you know, you're always looking for an advantage, a way to biohack, a way to perform better, recover faster. Really just you're always looking to level up. And I think that's part of the reason why, you know, bodybuilding helps mold uh, the people and the characteristics that it does, uh, that you get from being so highly disciplined uh, in the sport. And now bringing psychedelics into the equation and trying to understand and learn about where they fit in competition prep, and not only just competition prep, if you are a high-performance athlete, uh, if you are anyone that's involved in sports or, you know, depends on improving your eye-hand coordination, no matter what it is, uh, just becoming a better, even a better musician. But we're going to keep the focus today, obviously, on competition prep and how psychedelics and microdosing uh, can help you biohack into your greatest potential. And if you've been thinking about stepping on stage, or maybe if you just want to get into the best shape of your life, Freak Fitness leads the fitness industry when it comes to helping people reach their fitness goals. They've helped their Freak Fitness competition team earn 945 competition top three awards from regional to international level and 36 IFBB Pro card qualifications and over four IFBB Pro show wins. Now just imagine what they could do for you. Head to FreakFitnessNation.com for more information. If you're thinking about going limitless yourself, Limitless Mushrooms is all about enhancing enjoyment of life, success, health, and happiness. They offer a premium line of products that are tailored to meet your health, wellness, and lifestyle needs. Head to LimitlessMushrooms.com and as a special bonus, use Freak15 on your order to save. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. And today's guest is no stranger to the podcast and no stranger to me, of course. He has been my longtime trainer, friend, mentor. Um, geez, <laughs> everything psychologist, uh, sounding board, confidant. Darren Mailing of Freak Fitness in Toronto, Canada. Hello. Darren, thank you so much for joining me again, once again today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Always. Always. And Darren, um, you know, if anyone is new to this episode, I've got a lot of new listeners uh, as of late since you've been on last. So mm -hmm. to familiarize uh, with yourself, you are an online prep coach, um, but other than that, you've acquired a lot of certifications and you've got a lot of um, notches on your belt as well from being yeah. in the industry for over a decade. So why don't you fill in my listeners about what you do? Well, I specialize in co uh, coaching uh, physique competitors from everything from bikini all the way up to these monster super heavyweight bodybuilders you see on stage. From uh, first show all the way up to Olympia stage been doing it since 2005. I think that's how long we've been working together, right, Mindy? Because you were my yes. first client. <laughs> and uh, it's been, uh, you've, been with, you've been with me all along, all the way. You've seen yep. everything, that's, all the ups, all the downs, and, and the growth. And uh, it's been awesome. And uh, yeah, so now uh, here we are, 945 top threes, of which you are many, uh, 36 IBB Pro cards. And with you, we want a WBFF Pro card and a Fame Pro card. So that IB Pro card still yet to come for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, no, it's it's been a trip. It definitely has been, uh, you know, a an exciting 
I guess I'll call it career, but I don't consider it really a job. I just consider it more of a mission. Um, I know I talk about the pro cards. I know I talk about all the wins, but really, I think what I what gets me going, what makes me up every day, is just that I get opportunity to help people discover their their personal best. Like I know what I felt like when I won my first show, and the change I went through. I mean, I lost 120 pounds when my first show, and I, you know when I stepped on stage for the first time and getting blinded by those lights. It wasn't that day that or that experience of winning the show that really was uh, the, the big win for me. It was how it changed the rest of my life, um, how it showed me what I was capable of. And then lo and behold, uh, my, my hobby became my dream job. And here we now are now 15 years later, and I would not change a thing. So that is absolutely incredible. And I mean, how fortunate and blessed and everything to be Absolutely. able so to grateful. wake up and do that as as your life that is your life and to affect so many people and plant so many seeds and stuff and have that and have that connection and to be able to help people discover discover their best so that is truly uh, i mean what what a way what a way to live but absolutely you know you've you've been you've been training for a very long time and you know, you've worked with so many people and I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of trends come and go and, you know, training theories and protocols oh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as of late, uh, you have been appointed, uh, you were appointed the uh, Holistic Health uh, and Scientific um, Network, the advisor with um, Don Gavreau. Uh, from Clinical Hemp Health and Limitless Mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And now you are seeing plant medicines get integrated into athlete prep. So tell me about that. Yeah, it's, 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 it was really, it was during the, the, whole, the whole COVID lockdown thing that, because, uh, you know, with the, the fitness industry, there's, like you said, a lot of gimmicks, a lot of new things that come and go. And I'm always you know, looking at to see what new information is out there, what, you know, because I'm always a student. I'll never pretend that I know everything. Um, and so I'm always on the look for, for new things. Like, you know, one of the things I, I, I really dove into of recent was uh, DNA testing. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I really found that was helpful is uh, food sensitivity or intolerance testing. But along that, it led me towards, I saw Don starting to post because he made a big change you know, leaving his his previous company that was in the sports supplement industry, and now you know going all in in uh, clinical hemp health and alternative medicines. And I know Don is a very smart guy, and he does not waste his time chasing crap. Yeah, <laughs> for or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I reached out to him and I say, Don, what what do you got cooking here? So you know, he filled me on the, the CBD and THC and. And uh, you know psilocybin uh, microdosing, and uh, you know what was kind of interesting. I think it's just kind of almost like the universe, kind of all working, uh, working in this direction, is that I started noticing a lot more of my athletes hesitantly and/or reluctantly or by accident telling me how they were either you know having edibles to help them sleep, or you know microdosing for for better workouts or better energy or what have you. So it really started me, you know, thinking, okay, I'm getting a lot of things pointing in this direction. So I went to Don and said, Don, tell me more. So he gave me a bunch of information, a bunch of different websites, a bunch of different, you know, studies to read. And, and you, like, he just keeps sending them, right? Because yeah. there's still, like, because it's an exciting field right now. There's a lot of new research because, um, you know, as you know, a lot of this stuff was kind of taboo up until recent. And now it's, you know, now the, the, the medical uh, field is now looking at this, that this may be alternative to a lot of really shitty, you know, medications that just make people worse. They don't actually fix the problem. Um, and so he said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm creating this, you know, holistic health and uh, scientific advisory network. And he says, I'd like to have you as our athlete and fitness advisor for the group. And I'm like, I'm in because a lot of the research that's being done for alternative medicine is to heal sick people. And my, from my background, my interest is always taking healthy people and, and maximizing their performance. So I said, I'm curious to see how this would apply to healthy people, athletes that are pursuing a goal. Yeah. Because 
you know, you know yourself being a, a very high level uh, competitor yourself. Athletes, they have their own, I want to call it demons, but they have their own things they have to deal with. You know, we're trying to reach for the top. The top of the mountain, the winds are a lot stronger than at the bottom. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? So that's where it, you know, kind of brought me to, you know, the, the CBD, uh, the THC, the, and their applications for athletes. Because there's right and wrong ways to do that. The same thing with, uh, you know, psilocybin and mushrooms and psychedelics. Um, there's definitely, you know, high-level clinical application, but then there's also microdosing. I like to call nano dosing is what kind of what really got me interested in it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to ramble on here. So yeah, go ahead, correct yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting stuff for me because I've been in industry for so long, like 25 years. And, you know, there's only so much stuff you can hear about talking about protein powder or creatine. Creatine, yeah. you know, they're both amazing things, but it's old news, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's still the debate about if you should creatine load or you should just, you know, go straight creatine. So, <laughs> I'm bored of that stuff. So it, it uh, when when this came about, this was really exciting for me because it really opened the door for a lot of um, a new way of thinking and, and I think new applications for all of these alternative medicines. Yeah. So how do, uh, would you with you like saying like with like prep and stuff? So for anyone that's ever been on prep or knows someone that's been on prep you know, uh, cortisol control is, is a bit, is a big deal. Getting enough sleep is a big deal. Your moods, um, you know, you're, you're training, you know, twice, twice a day, possibly doing cardio, uh, yep. another, another trip in to do, um, your workout. How, how are you seeing, um, microdosing or say nano dosing, um, affect someone's prep? Like, have you had feedback from anybody so far or where, where, where are you seeing the positive influences in that? Well, the first person I, I tried on was myself. Um, and this is where like, as much as, you know, you read about the research, I wonder what application. So uh, Don had, uh, the, the beautiful thing about, one thing I need to talk about in regards to microdosing stuff, the, the key element for microdosing is that you need to know exactly what you're taking. So mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I got, you know, I knew exactly what I was taking. And I was, you know, Don was able to, point in the right direction. I got something that it was a more of a nootropic tincture. Yep. So it, it had uh, uh, psilocybin, it had uh, lion's mane and uh, no flush niacin. Mm -hmm. uh, Don was the formulator for this. And uh, so I thought, well, I'm gonna start low yep. and then you know progress slow because the research I had read is that you can get um, a buildup of tolerance quite quickly to it. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, you see a lot of the microdosing protocols is either one dose every three, four, five days, or, you know, smaller doses for five days straight and take two days off just to keep, you know, things, uh, receptors fresh. Yeah. So, um, I started really small. Um, I think the, the average nano or micro dose, I think is a hundred to 250 milligrams ballpark. Yeah. Well, I did 37.5 milligrams. So oh. it was like one quarter of the dropper. So like barely anything. Yeah. But I know that I'm sensitive to these things, right? Yeah. And then again, it had a little lion's mane, but obviously psilocybin I'd never taken before. I tried a lion's mane before, which was really good. So I was really curious about psilocybin. So I'm about a 10-minute walk from the gym that I was training at at the time. And if anybody's ever seen the movie Limitless uh, with Bradley Cooper when he took the NZT for the first time, where like he's walking down the street and he can hear like engines starting from two blocks away in a construction <laughs> you know, machine running and a, a conversation there or footsteps. And I was like, it just, this, this, this feeling of, of kind of heightened senses just kind of overcame me. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. But, but it didn't, it didn't really like, it wasn't like a trip. If yeah. you want to call it that it was more just, everything was kind of enhanced. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. So when I got to the gym, that's where the real fun started because as a bodybuilder, you, you want to develop those muscles. You want to have that mind muscle connection. Mm -hmm. And that's always, you know, a limiting factor with the effectiveness of a workout. Well, my mind muscle connection had never been this connected before. I had one of the best workouts I've had in a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, wicked pump because I was able to focus better. I was in a better mood. I wasn't, I was just, uh, I was excited to move and train and, and just everything that I was, intending for it to happen happened but even better 
Yeah. So I'm like, I think we're on to something here. And and the benefit thing is, what was even better was that it literally lasted the whole day. Like I had to write an article for a, a, one of the uh, fitness publications. I usually block off four hours to write an article. I I overwrote the word limit by twice the amount, <laughs> and I did it in an hour. Like it was just because I was just everything was firing so much faster, yeah. and it made me just just the words just I couldn't type fast enough. It was just that awesome. Um, so I, right, I, I messaged Don when I get back, like uh, the next day I messaged him cause I wanted the whole day. I'm like, Don, wow. I see so many applications for athletes with this. And I think there's been, I don't know how many times, countless times where, uh, he's messaged me or I've messaged him saying, man, I, I just had this happen. Like he told me a story that he was uh, shooting hoops with his son, Wesley. And, uh, he microdosed before he went out and he said it was the best, like, he was on fire. He was hitting hoop after hoop after hoop. <laughs> and I'm like, he goes and he goes, I think this could really work for athletes in that because for athletes, repetition is key. That's how you master a skill. Like I think in martial arts, they say you have to practice that skill 10,000 times to become a master. Yeah. Well, the one of the problems with achieving those 10,000 uh, uh, rounds of practice, if you will, is boredom is, is, uh, is, is, uh, you know, negative mindset. Like you're, you you have lack of focus. Well, psilocybin completely changes that. If your intentions are to have a great workout, if your intentions are to hit a thousand baskets before you end the day, like Michael Jordan did that one year after he didn't uh, make the basketball team. Um, I'd be curious to see if he microdosed in that time. Um, (laughs) uh, It'll, it'll, it'll make you be able to practice more effectively, more often with a better attitude. Like, I really think it could change the game for not just um, like uh, athletes that are need to develop skills, but even athletes like physique athletes who are creating something because physique athletes are artists. They're creating a, a masterpiece, their physique. So imagine being inspired. Imagine having a positive mindset and just being excited every day to go train. I mean, your results are just going to, go through the roof. There's no, there's never a downtime. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah. And I think, I think especially with, and speaking from prep too, in those days that, you know, you might, you might be on one of those days where you kind of have to drag your ass to the gym, like literally, like, you know, you're going to go, but it's, it's taken a little while and you're, you're tired and you're sore. And it's usually, you know, especially on that five week mark, four week mark, where you're getting yeah. close to the, to, close to the end and the, the legs are permasore from from all the leg days and, and everything and i think having something like that uh would just you know melt all of that away and then be able to take you you know even further right so it's not i don't think it'd be an issue as far as that goes um which makes me which makes me wonder then do you think it would be something that you would have to like you could just forego say your pre-workouts and your stimulants then, I mean, yeah, there's some pre-workouts that, you know, have the ingredients, of course, like for pump and everything else that do stuff. But as far as like maybe stimulant based where people are maybe chugging back, you know, energy drinks to have that motivation to go. And we all know that, you know, how many of those energy drinks aren't that great to keep consuming day after day either. Do you, do you Mm -hmm. think that would help with that? Or do you think think this is a massive potential application? Sorry to cut you off, but I was just excited to get out of my, um, I think it's really a massive, a potential massive application for that because, I mean, my for myself, for example, I mean, I'm not in competition mode anywhere anymore, but I used to drink, you know, two, maybe three cups of coffee a day. Yeah. Now I'm down to like one. And because I love the taste of coffee, I switch to decaf the rest of the time. Don't tell any of my coffee friends that, but um, <laughs> because I don't need it anymore. And there's many days I forget. I mean, I love the taste of coffee. Yeah. So that's why I crave it. No, I don't crave the, 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 the stimulus from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with the stimulant like caffeine is there comes a point of diminishing returns in that if you have drink a, co- a cup of coffee, you know, when you first start drinking coffee, you had a cup of coffee, you buzzed all day and it was awesome. But then one cup wasn't enough. Then you needed two, then you needed three and so forth. Um, so there becomes a point of diminishing returns because especially for a physique competitor who is burning the candle for both both ends, you know, restricting calories, uh, multiple workouts, uh, just being exhausted. Um, they're going to want to keep that energy up, like you said. 
and you get tired and more tired and then so they take more and more stimulants and there comes a point where you can start really getting a dangerous point where you can get adrenal fatigue mm -hmm. and if anybody's ever suffered from that it takes a long time to recover from that and it, it's 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 you know headaches and just the whole body just just not good whereas along come you know microdosing psilocybin for example that to me um not only will 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 reduce the need for stimulants for many people can eliminate it completely. Right. And if you only take a, what I like to call a nano dose, I mean, you, you know, maybe over time it could increase fine. Um, but I think pre-contest you'd probably want to take it, you know, before you work out or in the morning, depending on what time you train. Um, I think, you know, just on your weight training days, cardio days, I would kind of, you need to have those breaks. You can't take it every day. Otherwise you'll really, you know, build up that tolerance. Like, like caffeine, but I really think it's, uh, it could be a very effective tool for pre-contest for sure. Mm. For sure. Mm. Yeah. And I think as too, with, um, the fact that some people may not realize that they are, you know, addicted to the energy drinks as well. And there's, yeah. there's a normalization of, you know, Oh, two scoops, two scoops to straight to the dome and stuff. And it's just, <laughs> How much stronger can we get it? How much more can we take? And, you know, if you're doing that in a typical 12 week prep, <laughs> like yeah. um, having, because, because of the effects of psilocybin as well, being able to help um, people wean off from their addictions, from opiates and alcohol and cigarettes and stuff like that. I mean, caffeine is in, is in that same category as well. So I think it would be wonderful if it would help bring balance to that as well, where it's like, okay, this is actually, I don't, I don't need it. And then be able to feel the difference. I had actually, and speaking of which, uh, I had actually had an energy drink the other day for the first time. So I don't want, I don't want to say since we moved from Omaha to LA, but right. pretty close. I know I haven't had a Starbucks in that, in that time since. Okay. Wow. But, um, yeah, it's been a while. And I seriously felt the buzz from the energy drink for the first time and going like, it never really hit me like that before. <laughs> it really, really hits me different now that I've been, that I haven't taken it in a while. And I think that's something too, where people are just, you know, they're always constantly, you know, in prep, you know, they might do doing three, four shows in a year and stuff. And yeah, I think if there's a way to alleviate that or maybe even, break that need all together um big 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 benefit um the other thing here too with you mentioned the mind muscle uh connection yes just think of posing practice oh that's the artistic side too right yeah not just in the gym you know creating that clay but when you get to display your physique and be artistic when you're posing oh yeah you become more aware of like every you're so much more aware of where your body is your body position and even like with music because you know when you do a posing routine you pick music that really inspires you and you know throw some music on with that i mean wow like let's put it this way my last my last bodybuilding competition um despite christina my wife who's an ifbb pro uh constantly bugging me to start practicing my routine um, i never actually did my routine ever um until on stage and oh. it was be yeah i know don't tell any of my clients that um but it's uh i had done it so many times and physically or mentally rehearsed it so many times that i like i almost won best poser the only reason i didn't win best poser the contest was because the head judge said he's winning everything else let's give that <laughs> to someone else like it, it was like you know so it was pretty cool but it uh I think it, it kind of uh, even, you know, brings me to another point about the benefits of microdosing for competitors or athletes for that perspective is, is that positive mindset, because, you know, a lot of people just focus on winning. Like I want to do this and, and they define success only as winning and getting first place. And in, in a judge sport, like physique competing, even if you bring your best physique ever to the stage, you still may not win because there might be someone that's just better than you that yeah. day or the judge decide to make a different choice yeah so if this can keep someone in a more positive mindset more that it's about developing themselves and making themselves better 
And it's not so much about what the result is on that day versus just having that enhanced experience, living life at a different level. I think that you're definitely not only going to help the enjoyment of prep because a lot of people have a bad uh, label to prep because it is, it is fucking hard. It is. I mean, if it was easy, it'd be called hockey, right? (laughs) I love that joke. Um, (laughs) But uh, you know, having a positive mindset going into a contest and really making it a positive experience, people will not dread it. I mean, they, they dread, they still do it, but they dread it because they know that the reward on stage is worth it. But if the entire process is enjoyable, it's you're winning every day. Yeah. The, 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 the day of the show is just the celebration, if you will, uh, with your friends and family. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not sure if you're going to go there, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. The other huge benefit I see for psilocybin application for physique competitors and even other athletes for that matter is after the show, is after the event. Mm-hmm. The post-competition depression is very common with physique competitors. And even other athletes for that matter, like even Olympic athletes, they only compete once every four years. Yeah. Right. So that high of competing, that excitement of that big event coming uh, might not be for a long time. For some people may have motivational issues or not issues, but motivational uh, challenges. Um, And, and uh, even post-competition coming off those stimulants or coming off a very restrictive diet and all that work, I mean, your cortisol is going to still be, regardless of how well you've done your prep, how enjoyable is your, 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 your body's still going to be at this level. And if you, you know, cortisol and all that stuff, because cortisol is part of the process. You need cortisol to, to build muscle. You need cortisol to lose fat and all that stuff. But too much of it, that's a different yeah. story, right? It doesn't, doesn't really go that well then. But if you go from 100 and then you drop down to zero, because a lot of people just lose all their motivation after a contest because the hype is over. Um, you know, they're, they're not getting their, their dopamine hits from the high of posting their, their selfie on social media or the hype of the show coming up. So what do they do? They go to the quickest thing. They'll give them a nice dopamine hit and that's food. Yeah. Right. So then this vicious cycle of post-competition weight gain and blowing up. And then they, you know, they lose everything that they've built in like eight weeks and it took them eight months to get. So then people like there's, then there's that bad label to compete against saying, well, this will, you know, if you compete, yeah, you look good for the one day, but then you look like shit after. Well, no, that's not the case. I have many athletes, almost all my athletes, if they stick to their plan after the show, they will, they will continually to improve. Mm-hmm. But despite having the best post-competition plan, there's still at those eight to 12 weeks after the show, it is very challenging because the combination of the hype is not there anymore to less stimulants to not getting that attention and stuff like that, it can really wreak havoc on, on their, on their uh, attitude and mindset. Yeah. Or now you introduce psilocybin, as you're scaling down the, the stimulants and you have some microdosing to keep people on a positive mindset, that can change the game. It can mm-hmm. really change the game. Yeah. I really truly believe there's huge potential there. Well, and especially um, coming off post-show, and depending on everyone's situation is unique too. Like we mentioned, you know, the dopamine hits and po- posting and stuff and everything. And then there's, and there's the people that can't handle the loss the way that they were, you know, they were expecting to. Yes. Win. Good point. Uh, I'm not used to losing. So that's why I never thought of that. Same yeah. Thing. And then, and then, yeah. And then, you know, or maybe that's here sometimes like with family members that don't, or maybe they've been arguing the whole time with yes. Yes. stuff and everything with, you know, their, their significant other the whole time. So there's, there can be a gamut of other external, things coming at you that and then too if you don't have a support system if you don't have good structure if it, things haven't been communicated again going back to the food uh yeah. could be the most comforting thing and um i i think i think uh, psilocybin can seriously nip that in the butt for sure and the other thing that you mentioned which was um something that my other mentor as well my uh my queer johnny had uh, done two training in the mind, mental training, right? So he had he had injured himself. He was doing squats in the bar and it came up too high and then smashed down on his back and he injured like his one of his discs and stuff. So he was oh, bedridden. Wow. Same okay. thing too. Stay, stayed in bed, practice knife drills. His no way. practices knife drills. I love it. I right? love it. Same thing you. I practice you said it. I go practice you know, visualization. I practice my posing routine. This is something as well with obviously with practice and visualization, which is really key. And psilocybin can do that because now you're 
rewiring the default mode network. You're being more mindful, more in the moment, um, especially for people that are stressing or looking through social media at their competitors and stuff. This is a great way now to train your mind and use that mindfulness and take that time because I don't think a lot of uh, athletes as well are taking, dedicating the time they need to actual, to visualization. Yes. Right. And and yep. seeing themselves on stage and going through the motions on stage and going through their posing on stage and actually putting themselves on stage in their, in their mind's eye and doing that because right now they're worried about food prep, getting in the workout, cardio, posting, <laughs> doing my vlogs, doing my sponsorship duties, yes. um, posing, posing practice. Yeah. Maybe not maybe experience, right? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, right? But there's all this other stuff. And then it's like, okay, but now you need to dedicate the time to also do this. And it's a big, 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 big part of it. You said yes. so yourself, right? Yeah. Someone that waited till like to the day of to step on stage and do their posing routine, but you've been mentally rehearsing the whole time. And there's yeah. studies done with people learning how to play the piano that uh, had the practice, didn't have the practice, and then only practiced in their mind. Well, yeah. guess what? The people that actually practiced in their mind did even better than the people who had no practice at all, right? So, and that just goes to just goes to say right there too that how incredibly powerful that is. And yes. when you're having that integration, and it's the mind muscle connection too, and that integration of that as well, and the repetition. So that is a huge, huge deal. Oh, big time. Well, you know how they say like a little bit of knowledge is dangerous. Well. I'm going to be, I'm going to be hundred percent transparent because in my university days, I did take sports psychology and behavior modification. Yeah. And one of the things was mental rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So of course that's how I justified not doing my routine. Cause I was so damn tired from doing all my cardio and working <laughs> out. I'm like, ah, I'll just, I'll keep listening to the song. I'll just practice in my head when I'm doing cardio. I'll just do, like I was multitasking. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause I was coaching already at, at that point too. So it, uh, that's how I justified it. But, you make a good point. You kind of touched on it. I think what really is, uh, in addition to all the other benefits we've already discussed, one of the things that really is a game changer for psilocybin is it's something that can create a positive but permanent reprogram, that neuroplasticity in the brain. It really can change how you look at things, how you perceive things. And so it's not something you have to take forever. You can take it, achieve the change that you want to achieve, and you don't need it anymore. Like, it, that's why it's so good for, uh, you know, curing people from addiction, um, curing people from, like, PTSD. Like, you know, now it's probably, you know, PTSD curing that is probably more beyond, like, the, the therapy treatments, you know, the guided treatments. Those are obviously not microdosing, but, but the point remains the same. Yeah. Psilocybin has the ability to create a permanent rewiring of your brain. And if it, you, you get that change you want, you don't have to take it anymore. It's beautiful. It really is just an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. And especially like, you know, speaking of like the PTSD and like the, the larger doses, you know, we're talking like with like the assisted and there are, there are yeah. places I believe in Toronto and stuff and you know other, other ways with plant medicine too. Like for myself personally, when I did ayahuasca yes. uh, down at the retreat and I had done it four times and it, you know, and the, the same way it's, it's rewired it's rewiring the brain re reworking that and when you work when you work with a shaman you discuss and you integrate and you integrate and integrate and integrate after yep. every yep. situation but i mean even still that was you know many moons ago but it and it still it still comes up every now again for for myself as well but i've definitely noticed now that i have a more uh, regimented um microdosing routine uh, my last episode that I, that I had where it, it kind of came up a little bit like that, it didn't spiral out the same way that it had previously done a few years back. So there's definitely, it definitely helped control that and, and bring it in as well. So it's definitely a, a, a long-term thing as well. If you're doing microdosing, you know, like obviously you're going to take your breaks and stuff like that, but if you're, you are using this as a, as a regular um, protocol, in yep. your life, you, you're going to be able to work through, and especially if you're integrating. That's the other thing too, that, you know, a lot yep. of people will just take it and hope it to work. But I mean, the stuff that comes up for you too, you're going to want to make sure that you, you process this and look, journal it, uh, speak with an integration coach, you know, um, be real with yourself, do a lot of self-reflecting journaling, 
um, forgiving yourself, you know, clearing, you know, there's, there's, there's that work aspect too of it as well. So it's not just that same thing of pop the, pop the pill and, you know, the magic is still going to happen, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, I mean, the magic will happen, but I mean, it, you, you, you know, you're, if you're still gonna, you're, if you're still gonna walk into the wall after being shown the door, I mean, you're still gonna walk into the door if you're still not dealing with like, you know, your triggers and your shadows and whatever else too, like that. 100%. Which I mean, then that kind of speaks to maybe like the people that like are in prep and maybe have, you know, that we're dealing with, you know, the, the arguments all the time, or or maybe we're, they were a a crappy person during prep as well like, i mean like there's there's still there's still work to there's still work to be done right that too but yeah. uh, from a from a neurological level i mean it's, it's doing its magic and then it's up to you to you know take it that that step further with that too um now the other thing with and i have it in my notes here um now what about okay so we've, we've talked about prep you know, we've talked about post-show. Um, and then now, obviously, I mean, for just regular improvement season, yep. um, people that are necessarily, do you find that, like when you when you did it, did you find that it maybe improved your strength at all? Or how did, how did you feel like as far as like performance-wise, you know, for people that are gonna like want, like not just like the motivation part and everything else, but what about right. for people that are going in for like pure, you know, pure building season, they're not messing around with the heavy weights. Is there, is there other benefits that they might buy for that or maybe some precautions that they should have? Well, in the improvement season or most, you know, a lot of people call it off season. Um, I definitely think there's benefits for performance and not just from uh, improving motiv motivation, but also um, letting your body or, or enhancing your, your mind to connect with your muscles and your body to work together as one to make the move movements more effective, mm -hmm. right? Because if you don't know how to perform, perform a certain exercise right away, you can hurt yourself. Yeah. But if you get in that groove and you find that right spot, you can not only, you know, obviously reduce the risk of injury, but you also will improve its effectiveness. So for a physique athlete, they don't care so much about trying to move the most amount of weight. They're, they're caring more about trying to make that muscle work as hard as possible with a little, as least amount of weight. So, and it definitely takes an intention and that back to your previous point, you know, when you take this, uh, the microdosing, it's not just you take it and magic appears. You have to have that intention to achieve that goal, right? It's the same thing with these work with workouts and, and microdosing is you got to have the intention to, uh, you know, achieve a goal. Um, so now if you look at more performance-based workouts, like power lifters, for example, or Olympic lifters, I mean, their entire career is focused on perfecting the squat, the deadlift and the bench press or an Olympic lifter, the perfect clean and jerk and the snatch. Those movements are so technical. These movements, these, these athletes dedicate their entire career on performing these movements perfectly in the most efficient ways possible. Well, no better way to improve that is to have that mind muscle connection so that you have more body awareness. So if there's a technical deficiency, you can fix it. So it's definitely uh, a huge benefit in the off season as well. Um, and, and again, I think the big thing for physique competitors, especially is just, you know, for me, I always like to compete once a year. Um, recently now it's all about competing as often as possible, which I think is a big mistake. Um, you want to be in this sport for as long as possible, not, you know, turn pro in two shows and, you know, people get burnt out quite quickly. Um, whereas I want to make sure our athletes have seasons. So there is an improvement season, but motivation sometimes can, you know, they can lose focus. This really, um, can really change that. And, you know, uh, when, when the intent is there, it enhances the intent. You know, it's, if you are intending that this off season be your best one, this can enhance that intention. Um, to me, that's again, just another reason why I think it's just very beneficial. Yeah. What were um like when you were when you were first when you're when you were first exposed to you know um, psychedelics and yep. trying it yourself um, was that something that you ever would have I'm saying like maybe like the old Darren was that something that you were first hesitant to try do you feel that people still might be hesitant with this or do you feel that people are gonna be welcoming it with open arms 
Uh, the old Baron definitely wouldn't even consider it. No, not at all. Really? Um, because it had that taboo, yeah. you know, uh, dazed and confused type, you know, label to it, right? Um, I mean, remember what I was doing before I was a coach. I was a law enforcement. I was an investigator. So that was the other that was the other side. That's what we were, you know, uh, not, uh, not, you know, where now I think because everybody from, you know, professional business people right down to the, you know, the, the person that's just, we'll call it working the average, average job, whatever that may be, however you define it. Um, I think are now really looking at this as a way to really elevate things for themselves. And um, it's, it's just being more widely accepted because I think now people are open to it. I mean, it's funny when I will, like when we were still allowed to go to barbecues or, you know, get togethers and stuff like that. Be leading up to the, the whole restriction lockdown thing. I would say nearly every time I got together with a group of people, it was brought up. I mean, it, it, my circle is other entrepreneurs, uh, you know, supplement company owners, magazine publishers, uh, other, you know, it, you know, high level athletes, pro athletes. And it really like it more and more just like, okay, another person that I know now, um, you know, um, I won't say, you know, cause I don't want to, you know, I was recently interviewed by another person uh, and uh, for a, a TV station, whatever like that. And we, we talked for 15 minutes for the interview but then we talked for another hour after the interview and it was about microdosing Yeah, because he was telling me that it's becoming more and more prevalent. It's just that there are some people that are still very hesitant because they don't know anything about it. Yeah. Right? They only know what, you know, they, Oh, I did some mushrooms when I was, you know, 16 years old in high school and it was like a crazy trip. Well, that's what they <laughs> think it is, but this is not that at all. Yeah. I never did those mushroom trips. I never, you know, smoked marijuana or anything like that. Um, it was more, I, I wanted to see how this would enhance my performance and, 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 you know, my perspective and my mindset and stuff. And it has, has been a game changer, plain and simple. And, and for every person that I know that has tried it, it has been a game changer. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned yourself. I know for, I, I know that it has changed you in all nothing but positive ways. Yeah. So, and yeah. in my, in my first experience with mushrooms was when I was like 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I thought it was, and I took them and I thought I was doing the right thing. Um, I was out with friends and I thought, you know, I'm going to call my mom, be responsible. I'm going to ask if I can stay out a few more hours. I'm sure since I'm being responsible, she'll tell me yes. Yeah. Nope. She said no. And I had to come home right away. So I came oh, home no. and went and sat in my dark room by myself. <laughs> you know, I, I eventually fell asleep. I don't have, you know, and it was, it hit me. I don't really remember too much but I mean I woke right. up the next morning and I wasn't in trouble and everything and they didn't and my parents didn't know so I you know none the wiser yeah yeah and it and it was and it was great but I mean I you know I've I've been pretty open you know I, I've used psychedelics and LSD and mm -hmm. marijuana and MDMA yep. all throughout my life um to the point though where I was like you know I, like they had that stigma where it was like I better not better not mention it better not show the pictures out at you know, at, two, at three a.m. and Tiesto and stuff and and everything yeah. and but now, um, what's been really great with it now becoming mainstream and uh, and understanding how how much it actually benefits your health and your yes. brain and the research coming out with LSD making you more uh, empathetic and MDMA is really good for your brain. It doesn't put holes in your brain and and yeah. really good for and it's good for end of life and. For cancer and, and addictions and stuff and now i'm like hey you know what it's not so bad maybe that, <laughs> that i i did all that and what's happened now uh you know and i've been able to get my family members now microdosing awesome. and it's and it's been a huge help to them yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. I, I wake up to a text message like I, I i only have a few i only have a few pills of that of that of those of those uh those mushrooms left are can you order me? Can you order me some more? Yeah, I can get some more. Yeah, I can get some more, and 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 it's and it's great, and I, and I think it's brought a lot of a lot of healing um, oh. as well in that in that aspect. Um, you know, and I and honestly, I just think that you know everyone in the world should be should be microdosing. I agree. It allows you to examine the shit that you're afraid to examine, and that you should examine. Like uh, you know, if there's anything that can become 
you know, come positive out of this lockdown shit is that I think for a lot of people, it's given them time to examine, you know, you know, number one, be grateful for things that they take taken granted, you know, things and people that they've been, you know, taking for granted for, for such a long time and have a new appreciation for that, myself included, but also it gives them time. It has given them time to, to really look at themselves, look at their life and say, okay, why am I doing what I was doing? And is that still that important to me? Yeah. And, uh, I think it's changed the game for a lot of people. Um, I just hope, I know there's a lot of people having, you know, a lot of difficulty with it because it is painful to examine things that well they've been trying to avoid uh right they they kept themselves busy working three four five jobs have all these things going so they can keep themselves occupied not have to think about what they don't want to think about where now you know maybe they might not have as much work or no work at all yeah. and now they're at home and they're like okay well now there's only so much netflix you can watch before you have those quiet moments and it's those moments that I, I would I would pray that they have something like psilocybin to put them in the right mindset or help them be in the right mindset, then to really examine what they need to examine and make that change that they need. Yeah. To me, that that that, that would it would be awesome. So I agree with you 100 percent I think everyone would benefit from it. Um it's just getting uh, you know, that uh that negative connotation with it. I mean, you know, we we you know, it's just like anything, it's dose related. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's there's certain uh, doctors even that uh, prescribe a, a glass of wine a day, like the Mediterranean diet. You know, it's been deemed by the Mayo Clinic to be the most effective uh, longevity diet in, in the world many years over. And one of the main proponents of that that diet is having a daily glass of wine. Yeah, because it's, you know, just what's what's surrounding that glass of wine. But also there's all those elements in, in the wine. But one glass of wine is fine, but two bottles is not. Yeah. Right. Unless yeah. you really want to have a bad, you know, like I say, go either way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's the same thing with microdosing uh, or psilocybin, I should say, mushrooms. Is that I think for the longest time there was no such thing as microdosing. Never, no one ever even thought of it because they just would take a handful of mushrooms that were, you know, someone grown for them, and they would take a handful of them. Now we have the ability to get specifically dosed, specifically, you know. Um, I guess protocols now on how to take it, where you actually have just the benefits from it and very minimal, if no side effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, and I think for for people too to understand as well, and that, to have that stigma and think like, oh, I'm going to trip or where are my thoughts? But it'd be like, and this is where I kind of say too, if anyone's having that fear, and I don't know if like for yourself, like trying to describe what to feel, but it's almost as if you're having a very non-judgmental. Yes empathetic yes. way almost like a best friend examining your thoughts with you and going hey why, yep. why are you being silly like that like don't you know yep. it's it's almost like it's a very it's a very light-hearted way of almost having your thoughts play out in your head yeah where i think someone that's you know alone during this time too that you that you mentioned earlier and they're 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 alone there's only so much netflix they're gonna have and now they they're sitting at home by themselves and rather than have that monkey mind trail off and start yeah. to go in that doom and gloom route yeah. and everything that this now sets you off on the right foot to make positive change in your life because you know it's it's such a small dose that it's not it's not there like you know there's not going to be rainbows and there's not going to be like kaleidoscope swirls and stuff like that it's a very it's a very subtle change in the mind like what were your what were your like how would you describe your your thoughts and stuff when you when you notice that change or like or observing be, being the observer of your thoughts like yeah. how, how would you describe that you, you actually reminded me of one of the workouts i had where i it just was near the end of my workout and it was a really good song that came on my my headphones and it just kind of brought me back to some you know memories and like competition related memories like you know how i felt after it came off the stage after that first routine where like you know, it, it's almost embarrassing to admit, but it's like, I like damn near broke down after that routine because I'm like, now I know why people do this. Cause I knew at that point in time, my life had changed. Everything had changed because when I, when I had the realization, like, this is what I'm like, this is what I'm able to do here. What else can I do? So it, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like one of those, uh, I don't want to sound like Oprah here, but one of those aha moments, um, you know, after my work where I was just sitting on the bench and I was just just thinking about stuff. I'm like, 
you know, this is what I want to do. And like, cause everyone goes through those days where they have doubts or they, you know, maybe, maybe I should even do something different, but you know, I just keep coming back to the same thing. It's like, no, I, I, I meant to do this because look how many people I've already been able to help. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, a lot of those people that have seen, well, I want to help people too. And then it just, the, the good stuff just keeps spreading. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like, I, I think it's, it's, it's something that, that uh, I, I think everyone should try. I mean, I'll keep going back to that point, but um, the other thing I wanted to bring up and you kind of touched on again, when you're talking about those people going to the dark places, it's in our like DNA. We're primarily set up to be looking for danger. Like before all these cement jungles were built, we were in the, in the forest and it was served our purpose to always be aware of danger and always be looking for threats because that was a life-saving mechanism built into our DNA to help us survive. Yeah. Now that we have all these safeties and conveniences, that, that, that impulse is still there, but now it's, now it's like, okay, well, I know I have a roof over my head. I know I have a grocery store full of food, so I don't have to go hunt. Um, I have, you know, people close by me and there's, there's social interaction. And so now my brain's like looking for others. So then it starts looking for shit that it shouldn't even be bothered by. Yeah. And that's where this, again, I think because it can repro help you reprogram your brain with the right intentions, um, can really help you kind of break away from that. Like really can make you live at a higher level. I really, you know, think that that's where this is really beneficial. So I don't know if that answered your question, but I felt I needed yeah. to say that. No, 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 that's, that's totally, and you know, and I think it, I think it, um, like we were saying, it, it brought you back to that moment. And I think it really has the ability to, you know, get your, that help with that brain heart coherence. Let's get yourself back in your heart and get yourself back into your purpose in yep. your way and just be non, non-judgmental of, of you, you know, and like, yeah, like you're doing the best. And like you mentioned, like with the ego, and stuff and that's one of the things where you know those uh those larger doses that you might have you know that what's called like the ego death right so going going through that and going through that experience like myself was definitely it's not it's not like this it's there's not it's it's different for everyone but i mean it's that you you come out very different in the fact that and i think as a competitor because, 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 you know, we're, we're living very much in the, 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 the 3d and the physical and the material and the, the trophy, and it, it's all about the body and stuff like that. And, and I think, you know, this might've been something that even Dorian Yates might've even touched on too, but like with him yeah. ayahuasca, but you know, it really, it, it takes all of that away, you know, and you're just like, now you're just like, yeah, like I, I'm doing my thing and it's great. And it just, you're that it, I, I feel like it would help bring out the camaraderie, camaraderie yep. even more um, for, for the sport as well. Cause I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's there, there's, there's, there's good, there's good, there's good. And there's, there's, you know, people say like, oh, that your ego's all bad. Right. Well, I mean, you still need a healthy ego. Right, mm, you still need a healthy ego, but it's 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 taming it in that sense where it's not going like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's calming it down and it's really giving your your sense of self. You know, like you you are these are you know your brothers and sisters. We are we are all one. You know, and it really kind of takes off that that edge, so to speak. You know, yep. and um. And I, and I think from, from an athlete's perspective as well, uh, I could see that being really beneficial. And then that's something into obviously a higher dose and stuff. But like I said, having that ego turned off in, in a sense too, where it's can just, you know, chill out and chillax. Like, hey, everything's good. Like everything's yeah. okay here. You know, I've got the roof over my head. You know, no one's coming for me. I've got a food, fridge full of food, yeah. you know, all that stuff like that. Why, why am I... Why am I, why am I freaking out? Right. So it just helps, I think it helps corral your mind in that sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Darren, if there is anything else that you'd like to add or talk about, um, this has been an incredibly amazing eye-opening conversation about, you know, just the application of psychedelics with competition prep athletes, high performance, high performance athletes. And of course, you know, everybody else that should be doing it yes, yes, yes. Anything well, else? people. 
Yeah. The only thing I, one thing I want to bring up is though, there are, there's like one, you have to be careful. Um, you know, two, two major, you know, kind of precautions to have for people. Number one, make sure what you're getting and you know exactly what you're getting and the dose, because yeah. especially something like this, you definitely do not want to take a, too high of a dose. Um, and you want to make sure it's pure. It's, an, it's exactly what you're, you know, supposed to be getting and what you want to, what you want to be taking. Um, the other thing is, is there's people that take certain medications, like antidepressants. Mm -hmm. I think it, um, if you're under the care of a doctor for, uh, you know, some type of mental health illness, uh, please make sure you consult your doctor, um, you know, ask them about this, uh, see if there'd be any complications with it. Um, don't be afraid to ask your doctor about it. Don't be afraid to ask a healthcare professional about it. Um, if they don't know anything about it, you know, they'll probably just say, don't do it. Um, but you know, keep seeking out people that know what they're talking about um, and uh, open-minded healthcare professionals. Because there are a lot of, just like any profession, there's, there's really closed-minded, stubborn, ignorant people. And then there's people that are really open to that, you know, anything that will potentially help people and that are really open to, to new ways. And I mean, this is something I would have never entertained talking about five years ago. And here we are now. I've done, I think, two podcasts. I've done three webinars. Um, you know, I have all my athletes that are fully aware of this. I've had uh, a number of athletes talk about it with me. A couple of them were doing it before I even talked about it. Um, some now are trying it. And, and, you know, straight across the board, everyone that who's introduced it is loving the experience. So, um, but just make sure that you have your ass covered before you, you go down this way to make sure that you're, you're okay to do it. Yeah, that and that and that and that is key too because you know with the medications and stuff, the serotonin receptors. Yes. You don't want to be don't be messing that up. And yeah, you know, I've I've I spoke with other people too that have have talked to their doctors and you know, and sometimes their doctors are a little are a little hesitant or they or they want them to stay on you know a prescription medication instead. And you know, like and especially if you are looking for more of a, a natural way and holistic way, you know, it it could be, or you know, maybe or maybe it's not for you. And I think either way, you'll you'll have to kind of accept accept that in a sense too that if it's if it's not for you then then don't try to <laughs> don't, yep. don't try don't try to push the envelope either on that as well but and as an athlete if you are subject to drug testing um i have don and i both looked through the prohibited substance uh, list most current one from the wada and aoc and we have yet to find psilocybin on the list so based on, and that's both in competition and out of competition uh, testing, your, your analysis testing, um, it is not something that is tested for yeah. yet. Um, so it's just, you know, because I know people are going to ask that. I've been asked that by, by the natural athlete, the weed coach as well. Uh, they want to make sure. So, um, you know, again, I checked the list. It's not there. I've yet to ask our, you know, uh, any of the, the head honchos in the IPB Pro League or the NPC or the CPA yet. Um, but, uh, that's the standard they adhere to the IOC, um, WADA, uh, drug testing, uh, prohibited okay. list, and it's not on there. So there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much My pleasure. for coming on uh, the show here and Always. sharing your, your knowledge and your expertise from a prep coach uh, point of view here with all the new athletes that are probably going to be looking up and looking for information, they can uh, come here. And of course, if uh, they're interested in training with you yes. and having you guide them through their competition prep, I know they can head to freakfitnessnation.com. Yeah, cool. They can choose from you. And Darren can not only get you prepped for the stage to compete, he can also get you prepped to be a real life superhero as well with their program, uh, their ignition program too. So if you just want to look great for the boardroom, for the vacation, for just, you know, strolling on the beach, uh, definitely give a Darren a email and get in contact with him because he's you've, you've changed so many people, uh, Darren, and you've made so many changes. Yeah. And yeah, it's not not just reserved for people on the stage either. So people right. want to get the best. Anybody wants to improve. Yeah. Oh, we like to say the beach, the boardroom, and the bedroom. In you. <laughs> beach, beach, boardroom, and bedroom. And 
you know, may, maybe nowadays it's not so much the boardroom. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, true. maybe a little not so much the beach these days, but definitely <laughs> in the bedroom. There definitely you go. In the bedroom where it counts. <laughs> yep, yep. But you know, that's that's time that's time as well. You know, we plan for that beach vacation for you know three months and have, have you ready for that too. So and home home workouts and are are phenomenal. I've been doing all your home workouts. So, you know, d definitely don't uh, let lack of um, lack of a gym um, scare you off either. No gym yeah. doesn't mean no results at no, all. Not not with Freak Fitness. It sure don't. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Darren. And thank, thank you, you for having for me for tuning in today. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. If you believe you're unfuckwithable, go ahead and share this podcast. Oh